eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Righto, podcast timeo. Allo, what do you say? Oh, hi, Jerry. I uh, just got an interesting, uh, fun story from Moose. I don't know if he told you this. That He's, Mark Malusis? Mark Malusis. He seemed excited when he came in to tell all of us. And unfortunately, I, I thought Gio might use it at the end of the show, but he didn't. So I'll use it right here. Okay. Uh, it is uh, Moose came in at like uh, 10 to 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 to 10 a.m., 9.50 a.m. on a Thursday here in New York City. And he said uh, there was a, uh, as he as Moose was coming into the building, we are right next to a Starbucks. Yeah. He said that uh, right in front of the Starbucks, a man took out his wiener and peed all over the sidewalk. At 10, 10 a.m. Yeah. On a busy Manhattan street in front of the Starbucks. Does not surprise me. Yeah. I hate to say that. It does not surprise me. I feel me. like at 10, 10 a.m. on a busy downtown place, it was surprising to me. No. Yeah, but that's happening here in New York. There was, if I even go back just a few years ago, I was driving on the West Side Highway, and I was going to Brooklyn. So I went down, uh, is it not Charlton? Is it, I forget which, maybe it is Charlton. I forget which one. Leroy, maybe. So I was going down there to go to the light, and then I had to bang a left, and then I don't know where I was going, whatever. And there was a man at the in the median who was taking a dump. It was noon. Right. 12.30. Yeah, so strange. Right there in the tree. Like, he was a dog. He was taking a dump right there in the uh, in the flowers. Now, uh, Kevin from Barstool does a great thing, and I think of it every time I hear one of these stories. He, he'll he post, like, a Twitter video clip of something crazy that happened in New York. Yeah. And then he'll always write out, like, the lyrics to, he'll write, now you're in New York. Concrete jungle yeah. where dreams are made of. Oh, it's great here, isn't it? That's what I think of every time now anybody tells me uh, something that they saw on the streets of New York. I just yeah. go right to that. 
Imagine you spend like $10,000 to come on vacation here. Yeah. And you see somebody urinating on a Starbucks. No, like, yeah. And like the, the apartments here to rent, they're like rent to buy them. They're $2 million. $2 million. And outside your door, you get someone urinating on the streets. Yes. Moose said, and then he just saw people walking through the urine, not knowing it was urine. Just <laughs> walking on the sidewalk. Because after the guy urinated, I guess he walked away and Moose, maybe Moose was in line at the Starbucks. Uh, so know, he man. was watching. I, I hate to say it, but I sadly yeah. does not surprise me. I mean, it sickens me. Yeah. But it does not surprise me. That's why I get in my car. I get the hell out of here. Right. You don't want to see any more New York. Right. Like I got to go to the post office today, which is up the block. I don't even want to do that. I just want to get my car and go home. Gina's birthday is later this month, and she she's requesting a visit to New York. Why? I don't know. Because, Jerry, people that aren't here don't understand that none of us that are here want to be here. Why don't you? In New York City. You have any days to take? Yeah, but I like to take them near Christmas. It's your birthday, end of the month, end of the month. But why not? All kidding aside, why not take a? a, Who cares? So it's a Friday or a Monday, whatever. Take one day and take her up to New Hampshire or something for a weekend in the fall. She might actually really like that, like a winery and the and the and the foliage. She wants to go to New York, Jerry. No, she wants to take her to Albany. That is New York. Good point. It is, it is New York. We're going Take her to, to New Buffalo. York. Buffalo. Take her to Buffalo. Maybe she wants to go to a Bills game. There that you would go. be awesome. And then you can, then she can, she can watch me. you get thrown on a table of fire. All right. She, <laughs> could, she could do it as for her birthday present. Throw me off of a van Dude. into a table of fire. Could you imagine you having to go get her and come back in on a Friday to hang out in the city on the weekend? Oh, God. It would be a disaster. That sounds awful. It does sound awful. Actually, you know what you should do then? Yeah. Here's what you should do. Have her come with you on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. Get the hotel. You work Friday. She's rested, and then you have your weekend. Maybe we'd do that. I'll figure it out soon, Jerry. They go to Newark. Newark is beautiful this come time to Manhattan. Here. Right. And you see the same stuff. They got big buildings. Yep. Could do that. They have crime in build, big buildings, just like we have in our big city I, here where we My wife told work. me she wanted to come to Manhattan for the weekend. I said, why? I would beg. I'd, go, I'd do anything. I, how about this? Let's go to Bermuda. Right. I'll... <laughs> And I'll tempt her with something, anything. I know. I just, I don't want to get on an airplane. I'm just uh, not interested. It doesn't bother me. Not interested. Uh, so, you know, I've always had this dream, Jerry, of buying a coffee shop. Yes. Right? I don't know when you're going to do something about it. Right. Exactly. Well, I looked on, every once in a while, I'll go on these the website that has New Jersey businesses for sale. Yep. So there is a coffee shop for sale in a great location in a town that I would want to have a coffee shop. Nice. How much? $150,000. So let's do it. Not you, me, but you do it. Um, so that's my thing. Like, wh- But I don't know a single thing about owning a business. Yes, you do. But I know people do this. I, like, so Al, no joke. I have a friend of mine who was a business owner but water purification. All right? So that's what he did, and he's done very well for himself. He decided, and literally right before the pandemic, and they got through it. They got through it because he did have – he had another partner. So they had the money to get through the pandemic. He decided it would be, f- his words, not mine, thought it would be fun to buy an Italian restaurant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's killing it. I said, wow, do you have a background? Like, are you a chef? Like, did you cook in your previous life? You know, no. Do you ever work in a restaurant? No. So why, how hard can it be? Hire a great chef, make sure you have good food, and hire servers that are going to represent you well and be there every day when i tell you you have to call them three weeks in advance for a goddamn uh uh, reservation it's unbelievable yeah 
So you know coffee. Right. You are the friendliest. Well, not really. In that environment, you will be one of the friendlier people around. Right. You will kill it. You really will. But what am I paying? Like what the building is a the building that they're in. This is what I don't understand you're about renting. businesses. Right. They have a lease. You're, right? ba- you're buying a paycheck. I'm buying what though? What? Yeah. What am I buying? You're buying the customer base. You're buying the cash flow, and it's up to you to keep that going. So but when you but when you say for, for so for something like a coffee shop, yeah. What's I'm I'm buying what customer base? The people that come in every day. But and you if, have to. They have to show you their books. So, for instance, a friend of mine that owns, you know, real estate all over the country has told me, and I'm sure someone on Twitter can correct me if I'm wrong, any business that is sold is usually going to be two to two and a half times a year's profit. Okay. So, if you are a coffee shop for 150000 that tells me they make about seventy. That's not a lot. I'm just telling you. That's generally maybe even that means 60. after all is said and done, after everything, the owner takes home seventy, sixty, grand. or seventy thousand okay. dollars. I would say yes. And he's got. And here's the thing: it's also what's on the books, right? You know that. I had listen. I know this is a podcast, but not everybody in those businesses is reporting every ten dollar bill that comes through. They're just not. So what that tells me is they are claiming to the government to probably make sixty thousand dollars when they're making more, but they also have to show you receipts and invoices and tax returns to prove the money that's coming in. Now I had a friend of mine that bought a bakery. He, hmm, this was a bad one though. He bought a very popular bakery, but because he had cash flow issues himself, the bakery closed and his purchase was in, was in limbo basically. And they couldn't keep the bakery open because they were moving down South and they opened up a new one. Once they sold, they were gone. The bakery closed, the deal was in process, but took literally nine weeks to close. Those nine weeks that bakery was closed, he moved in, he had no customers, none. And it was like starting ground zero um, from scratch, basically, uh, from the ground floor, he was closed in six months. People went elsewhere in those nine, so it wasn't like a continuation. If you buy the coffee shop, the guy leaves on Tuesday, you open Wednesday, so the people are still coming in on their routine you make sure you're friendly. Hello, new owner, blah, 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 blah. Al Dukes, WFAN, just saying. Um, and then you you continue the cash flow. Yeah, I guess it's just weird to me, like for, for and use like to me, the, the most basic business you can use as an example would be a coffee shop or an ice cream shop or a pizza place, sure, right? Sure, yeah. When, but but it's just weird when they say that I'll sell you this business for a hundred fifty thousand dollars. What are you really selling me that I couldn't myself do? right next door with that since I'm not owning the building why can't I just lease cuz it's it's ready another property you can you can you can rent the shell space right which now you have to come in and you have to buy all the equipment okay you have to buy all the tables you have to do this you've got to decorate it in this case you're moving in here's what you have to do nothing or change the sign if you want to change the name of it right other than that that's what they call turnkey that's a turnkey business yeah. because all you're doing is exchanging the keys. Now you're taking home the receipts. But what's, it's just weird. Like uh, the risk, like everyone wants, I think a lot of people have that as an idea of like sure. wanting to have some sort of business on their own. They they feel they're their own boss and that sort of thing. But when you go into something like that, you don't know how to run a, you're going in without really knowing how to run a business. So like just the thing you said, like keeping receipts yeah. and getting a, an accountant and 
oh my gosh, like it's a there, lot because it's a on you. We can you look at well, there, a lot of businesses will train you. Yeah, like they will, they'll let you shadow them for a couple of weeks, transitioning out because not for nothing, they they I would think most probably don't want that business to fail either. Right. They like, want you know, a they legacy. built it up. Yeah. I mean, like they built something. I would think they would want to help you in that way. Um, there are, like I say, a lot of transitional um, phases where the owner will absolutely let you come in and understand how we, because the other thing too, is you're going to have, these are the decisions you're going to have to make. Are you paying to have the floors done once a week? If so, he's going to let you know, all right, well, this is the guy we use. You got to decide if you still want him. That guy's got to sell himself to you. Um, I, there's just, there's uh, the distributors so many you're things, using. Right. There's a lot of different things you have to Where are you getting your with. coffee from? Yeah, which you can change that. You might want your own blend. Who knows? So yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. But, but it I didn't also... see... Yeah, I was looking at other things, just businesses too, just to see what they sell for. A lot of them, are, uh, they want a lot more money than 150 grand. Like yeah, that I seemed wonder... like a reasonable... My question, my, I guess I would wonder, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a short town. I yeah. wonder what the difference is winter to summer. Right. So you might make a lot more money in the summer and really struggle in the winter. Right. Where you got to kind of save. And so you probably make more in a different town where it's a 12 month. Right. I got very you. regular, you know, um, foot traffic, mm -hmm. if you will. You might have very slow months down the shore. Right. I don't know. And here's a weird question, but one of, that actually does cross my mind. Do you think there are towns still where there used to be where the mob would tell you that you had to pay them off to open a business in town? Do you think that still exists in the world? I, I think it might. Or in New Jersey? No, I, I don't think in Jersey. I, I really don't. Like I buy a coffee shop, dee, 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 and I'm all happy-go-lucky my first day there. And, uh, and some, Anthony comes walking in? Some dude comes walking in and he's like, by the way, we'll protect your business. We need $1,000 a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. What would you do? I mean, I, Would, could I ask the owner that first? By the way, this is not controlled by any yeah, you mobsters. Can. Yes, you can. I, I do. I think that still exists. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think there. I don't. That okay? Then here's the other thing. Because I, I really was looking at this going, well, I should look in. I should sure, look, absolutely. I'm sure other people have this these similar questions. So I'm asking you, Jerry. You, I know you've looked into businesses. In the I past. have. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you have a lease. Then uh, let's say uh, your lease is up and the owner goes, rent's doubling. Mm -hmm. Now what do you do? That's the chance you're taking by not owning the business, the building. Right. So really the key, the best part would be to own the building. The best, oh, that, of course. Like own a building that you. But you want to talk about responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> now you now the businesses that you are all of a sudden housing are coming to you when the water doesn't work, when the air conditioning's busted, when something's not right with the heat. Do you know always had this idea that of owning a multi-use building mm -hmm. that's just got one business on the bottom and then a residence up top? Mm -hmm. Seems interesting. It is interesting. Just know that you're the one they're coming right. to when there are problems. Right. I'm not, my friend who does, I always talk about him with this commercial real estate. It's amazing how, you know, we exercise most days together um, in the afternoon. And it's amazing to me how there will be days we'll, you know, be like, and not on the weekends. So when I say eight straight days, I mean Monday through Friday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we'll be like in this great groove. And then all of a sudden I'll get a text. Hey, uh, no training today. I'm in Denver. <laughs> what? 
And I'd be okay, everything good. Yeah, the air conditioning unit's completely shot. I got to go meet the install, so I'm just going for, literally for the day. 6 a.m. flight, comes back that night. But that's that's your responsibility. If you own the building, that's what you're doing. Right. And he has a lot of those, you know, hey, sorry, plans canceled tomorrow. I'm in Miami for two days. You know, we had a landscaping disaster with the uh, with the sprinkler system. Like, wow, okay. And then from there, I'm heading to Houston. Like, Oh my God! Right, and then you have to find employees. Yeah, oh yeah, Absolutely. that you could people you could trust. Yeah, and then think pandemic. All of a sudden, people can't pay their rent. Guess who's stuck paying the mortgage? Right, you. Not easy. There's nothing easy. Yeah, there is nothing easy, Jerry. There's nothing easy. Is that uh, Dave Ramsey? Is that your guy? That on is Fox Dave News Ramsey. Right yep, he, he was that? a guest on Fox News. Yeah. He's got a he's got a, some sort of new thing out about. Uh, um student loans okay which is a huge problem in the country jerry well because tuition is absurd yes i mean college tuition my son's going to be 17 gina's son obviously is in college now and i keep telling my son essentially and he's in he really is into going to rutgers i think he likes it i don't know that he'll stay there he has every comfort at home he doesn't seem like the type that wants to leave us which is fine he can do whatever he wants but it's like going to rutgers is one thing and then if he ever wanted to go to james madison or, you know, Towson, or just whatever, name of some college out of state. You're talking for a rando college, like $45,000 a year. Right. I ain't got that saved up. Yeah, also with no uh, guarantee you're getting a job when no, you get out. No, absolutely not. So I, I forget who it was, one of the wealthy people in the world. I saw a, um, you know those master classes online? Yes. So I want to... I, I actually wanted to sign up for a couple. I haven't done it yet because they do intrigue me. But I saw like a trailer for one, and I didn't know who the guy was, but it was about finance, uh, and it was specifically it was about college, and it was a 60-second trailer. And it basically started out by saying, why do you send your kids to college for four years? Right. And he's walking around. He goes, why don't you just send them to the community college for two years and then find a great college for them to go their junior and senior year? Guess what? The degree says the same thing. I'm like, wow. Like, that struck me. I don't know why, like, and what a brilliant concept. Right, but why you don't do that? Because your kids' friends are all going to, to four-year college, and your kid will feel weird. I think not. it depends on the kid. Right. I do. I could see my son saying, that sounds awesome, because neither one of my kids like going to school. They like playing sports, and they're Yeah, that's whatever. the best thing to do, is you go two years. It's really smart. For half the four, yeah. and you're not paying that high tuition. And a lot of the schools, in particularly in New Jersey, I know, is that the community colleges have deals with, like, let's say Rutgers. So let's say you go to mm-hmm. uh, the credits transfer Middlesex County College for two years. Though all those credits yep. transfer to Rutgers. 100%. Yeah. So I don't know that he'll if, listen. If he wants to commute to Rutgers, go for four years. Great. That to me is that's a win too. But I like that idea. Like, why the hell not? And then I think it was Dave Ramsey too that basically. And this I used to listen to him every day on seven ten on OR. I don't. I haven't in a while. I also will never forget. He would say. If you are going to burn, and he would talk about parents that have the 529s, like we do, but not enough. Like I'm not talking $200,000 at all. If you've got $200,000 saved up for your kid for college, why not find a community college, let him do that, give him the other half of the money, and go open a business at the same time. Learn to run a business while in school, and then open a business. So why would you spend all that money and then have those bills? Because that was an interesting concept, too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. And uh, finally, Jerry, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, comes back October 24th this month. Okay. I saw the uh, previews. 
I love Larry David, but he's becoming a parody of himself. And these, really, yeah, it's it's like it's, too much. It's it's, it's yeah, run its course. I feel like I will definitely be watching, but I feel like it's like the same stuff over and over again. I guess there's only so many different ways you can do that. Yeah, but like, but but there was a year, a couple years in, where he then had a family on the show. Which I thought was gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be terrible, and it would be a great idea. He he, which is how um, JB Smoove ended up on this show. He took them in, right? He took in a Katrina family, right? <laughs> and that changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, and and changed the whole thing up, and and now all of a sudden he's got JB Smoove on the show. Like I feel like it needs something. Yeah, like that. So it seems like just a random. Yeah, season. where he's annoyed at every little thing. I haven't we'll seen see. the last couple of seasons. I'll check it out. All right. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show next. Now, tomorrow is Friday. We do the warm-up show live from 5 to 6 a.m., and we got cool games tomorrow. Yes, but listen to the warm-up show from today because we yes. did 80s rocker or oh, 80s NFLer. That was a game show. Which will be which we will do again next Thursday. Yes. And just know I am not going to look at the NFL games. I like to be surprised when we do cool games on Friday so I could get an initial reaction of, is this a cool game or not? Works for me. All right, Jerry, we'll see you back here tomorrow then. What do you say about that? Meet back here in New York City, Jerry. I will do that. Don't walk through any puddles. Could be urine. All right. Sewell! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Hey Siri, play WFAN. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. we got a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. We've got what they call a Thursday. It is week six in the National Football League. We've also got game five, of course, of uh, the Giants and Dodgers. We've got Kyrie Irving, and we've got a handsome man with long hair. His name is the Eddie Scazzeri. Good morning. How are you? And across from me, it is Al Kyrie Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry, and we have Buccaneers-Eagles. We do. I like the matchup. You do? I do, yes. For some reason, I do. I don't know why that is, but I do. I don't know who the Eagles are right now, Jerry. Me neither. We are who they thought they were. Are they the second-half team from Carolina last week, or are they that horrendous first-half team in Carolina last week? And you let them off the hook, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, They're two and three. I just had to Google that. That's how much I don't know about the Eagles. Yeah. I did look at what's the spread. That I don't know. Let me guess. Can I guess? Yeah, you could guess, Jerry. I'm going to This is in Philadelphia. Yes. Thursday night football. The Eagles Plus six and a half. Nailed it. For real. You nailed it for reals. Okay. What do you think the over-under mm, is? Over That's a good under. one, Jerry. Well, let's over see. The Bucks under. just put up 45 oh my. Uh, the other day against the Dolphins, the Eagles. I'm going to say the over-under is 51. 52 and a half. Man, I'm good at this. You are pretty good, Jerry. Not terrible. Not pretty terrible. Good. I'm moving to Vegas. I'm trying to think, like, what would I take in this game? I think I would take, uh, you know, I like to do those same game parlay situations. Yeah. I think I would take uh, Buccaneers. You go straight money line when you take the team to no, win? No, I do the you points. You do the points, okay. Yeah. I would take Buccaneers minus six and a half and the over. Okay, you love the over. 
No, for the first part of the year, I was picking all unders. Well, that's because of the rolling. Giants, I thought. Giants, Jets. There are a bunch of teams that I, I just didn't Don't think score. could score. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But then I also get caught up in it where I think, like, every time we see, like, the Chiefs are playing a high-powered offense, we go, oh, this is going to be. And then it isn't. Right. You know, like, I, just the NFL. I don't trust the NFL. Would they score 20 points against the Bills? Does that sound right? Uh, I, think, I think so. I just, uh, I always feel like the NFL does the opposite of what we think it's going to do. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes, too, if you're picking the Bucks every week, they're winning most of the time, and they are scoring a lot of points. They are. But you're right in in that sometimes something looks so simple. Yes. So, like, a couple weeks ago, I picked, we did, you know, just every Sunday, me and my son fool around with, let's do an eight or nine game parlay. <laughs> just for poops the and money giggles. Line? 20 bucks. Yeah. You put 20 bucks on it and you can win, like, I think last week we could have won 2800 on wow. a $20 bet. And we'd never. I think we, we did it once with hockey. You might remember that. We won, like, 1500 bucks on a $12 hockey parlay. 16 parlay, which was like so stupid. I woke up. I'm like, excuse me. I opened the bet up GM app. I'm like, how much money do I have there? I was really surprised, but we lose every week, but it's fun. So like one jackass on Twitter, when I posted it, one jackass, I posted like the seven teams we picked and he wrote, wow, really tough to pick all the favorites. Yeah. We lost four of them. Yeah. You it, idiot. It, <laughs> you moron. God. It just, but my point is you don't know. Right. You, know, you don't know. You have no idea. I know. And the NFL is like that. When you see two scrub teams that don't score, you go, it's going to be a low-scoring right, game. And it's 45-42. <laughs> and it's the most entertaining game of the day. Then it's like Chiefs-Ravens. They're going to put up 60 points. It's, you know, 10-7 at the half. You're like, what the heck? And a brutal game. <laughs> what is going on here? You're right about that. That does happen. So that's tonight in Philadelphia, Buccaneers-Eagles. And speaking of football, coming yeah. up in the second segment, oh. we've got... Al Dukes, 80s rocker or 80s NFLer? Oh, I was I was wondering if you remembered to oh, do I that. I remember. Okay, because yes, I, I did. I did see a couple people on Twitter really like That's they coming. set their alarms, Jerry. Oh, yeah, 525. To, we'll yep. be doing that. Eddie, if you can just have game show music. Oh, no, NFL films music. No, like, probably yeah. be better. NFL what about films. what if I had 80s music for you? We could do that. What's a what's a like a classic 80s video killed the radio star, Jerry? Something yeah. from uh, something from MTV 1980s, Asia Heat of the Moment, Culture Club, Culture Club. Well, remember it's Karma 80, Karma Camille Duran Duran. Hold, hold on, time out, time out. Good we went. One, we're going 80s rocker, 80s rockers, which really is more 70s 80s. To be quite honest, okay. I am not choosing Culture Club or Duran Duran. Oh, too bad. Sorry, Those REM. Are out. That would be fine, but I can tell you they're not in this either. Because I know if you were to say, Jerry, just for an example in this quiz, yeah. 80s rocker, if you said Boy George, 80s rocker. Because there's yeah, no one I, on, All right, but hold on. No you, one played in the NFL called Boy me, George. You to me are more. <laughs> I'm going to definitely yes, that get would that be, one. That would be an easy one. Yeah. You to me, though, are more of the classic rock mentality. Yeah. So I probably won't take anything that crossed over into pop. I don't think. Okay. I don't, well, maybe I have. Maybe I did. You too. That would I, fit. Yeah, I don't like that band, so they won't be in any They're out. pretenders. Too bad, because I like know everybody in U2. There's so many bands that I have no idea who any of the people well, are. Well, we'll see. I can Genesis. tell you I've got uh, three one, I've got a few picked out for okay. you. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that, Jerry. I'm going to set... Uh, everyone, if you're listening now, set an alarm to wake up your children, Facebook your neighbors to let them know 80s rocker, or 80s NFLer yes. coming up soon. And, and this is the next segment? This will be 525. Yes. And the only hint will be 
the bands do cross over 70s and 80s. Okay, perfect. That's the only hint. They could All be right. in the 90s, too. Hell, they could be touring now. Who knows? Rolling Stones fit that. Never know. Well, let's go with uh, 80s music for All now. Right. Because, That's fine. Because uh, I won't be here because I have to do the I'll do minutes. it. I will take care. I like controlling music, Jerry. All right, fine. Fair enough. Kyrie Irving took to Instagram Live, which I feel like, why don't I do this more often? Why don't I do Instagram Live when I need it. to address people? You know what I mean, Jerry? Do it. I don't see why you wouldn't. Because uh, Gio made a good point the other day when I ended up uh, spending uh, my Tuesday fighting with people on Twitter, is that it's hard sometimes on Twitter to have a, as Gio said, a nuanced conversation. And he's right. And probably Kyrie's same thing. So what did Kyrie do? He took to Instagram Live. Which is good. The yeah. only thing about it is there's no response. Other than what people will post. Yeah, but that's good. In no, no, it's fine. Because he, but you he, like to argue, though. I do. But sometimes on Instagram Live, and I don't know if Kyrie's was set up this way, Jerry, people can write things that will show up on the screen where they're asking questions. So it's interesting. I could. I All right. So we had a million, not a million, but we had enough cuts in the system that I was able to go through them. I think I've got 18 already done, and I'm not even finished because um, he said a lot. I couldn't. Find the video. I don't know if that story has been is gone already. So I don't know. I only saw a couple of snippets. The snippet I did see, there were comments scrolling, yeah. but they were in Spanish. Interesting. So I don't so the person that posted this spoke Spanish. Oh. So I couldn't so I don't know, but there were oh, comments oh, scrolling. Yeah. But I don't know if it was on that guy's Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can do um if you can do the Instagram live where you shut off comments, I'm not sure. I don't need. I don't know. Or you could give also, Jerry. It's nice to give hearts on an Instagram live. Like if you were watching Kyrie's Instagram I'll live, you. you would you would give him hearts if you liked what he was saying. The whole heart thing on social media yeah. is problematic from this standpoint. If someone's got really bad news, yes, and you want to, or there's a bad story out there, and you don't want to forget it, and it's almost like you want to make a note to right. remember. It seems weird to click the heart. I agree. Also, if uh, a lot of times we use the heart just to acknowledge. That's what I mean. Right. Exactly. So it'd be like, my grandmother died. Love it. Right. Click. Seems a little odd. Seems odd. Yeah. I agree, Jerry. So anyway, I don't know. I'm sure there were comments. I yeah. don't know. There were. I'll give you just a couple of them. Oh, a couple Kyrie well, Instagram moments, Jerry? Only because. I'll give you, I'll give you two. One, it's, it sounds to me. Like he is accusing the NBA of lying to the oh. pl- well to him, but specifically the players and what they could or could not do going into the season. I think I don't want to um, sit here and and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know what would you do? You know if if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. Nice clear audio, by the way. It is good very clear audio. Kyrie. That is good. And then I'll give you Kyrie the philosopher. Oh. There's so much going on in our world in different crazy times that, you know, right now we got to stand together and not divide it. Nice. This is like one of those John Keone's episodes of 2020. What would you do? Yes. Oh, this is funny. This one's funny because I think about Boomer and, and Greg and, and all the Kyrie critics, if you will. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. Because you're crazy. (laughs) I agree with you. I can't defend them anymore. I'm on Team Kyrie now. That's fine, except a lot of what he says, he makes it sound like people are just creating this narrative. And he's done nothing wrong, and he just shows up to the arena and plays. And that, But he's... 
I've defended him. He's he's done this to himself. But there are certain guys that sports and WFAN just lightning rods. Lightning rods. Yes, but there there's a reason for it. But not all of them, right? So Kyrie is a lightning rod. 100% and he's done this to himself. Okay. Carmelo Anthony was a lightning rod. What did he ever do? Yeah, I, that's a good one. Um I you'd have to ask the people that really went after him. Boomer. No, I <laughs> well Craig too. Uh, Craig is back well. in the day. Yes. Um A rod, <laughs> lightning rod. Uh, he did it to himself. Okay. No, I mean you can't. You can't be considered the greatest player or one of the greatest players of all time, and then have not one but two <laughs> steroid Got scandals it. or uh, performance-enhancing drug scandals. All right, how about this one, Jerry? Like he, he came in here and looked at Mike on TV <laughs> straight in the face. Did you ever take steroids? No. <laughs> no. Next okay. Question. Great. What else? <laughs> what about this one, Eli Manning, lightning rod? Uh, yeah, because people really went after him and the people that loved him defended him. He, Eli's a weird one because he had a very, and don't yell at me for this, but it's true. He had a very average NFL career, but had some spectacular runs and some spectacular clutch performances. And when you win two Super Bowls, you, if you are that fan base, you should be in your good graces forever. Right. The problem is People that aren't Eli fans or Giant fans are going to attack, and you get this. I'm Boomer Esiason. I'm Boomer. Boy, sounds like, the, sounds like Boomer goes after all the lightning rod guys now that we talk about it. Daryl Strawberry was a huge lightning yeah. rod back in the day. Now, Eddie, I, I honestly don't remember why. I love Daryl. You know that one of my favorite players of all time. What was it about him that whenever when when you mention his name, the people would just flood the phone lines. Well, as good as he was for the Mets, there was always a feeling that he underperformed and didn't achieve True. the greatness. And the way he left for the Dodgers, he came on with Ed and Dave and said he was, you know, going to be, he's staying. And then oh, later that one. day, he was signed to the Dodgers. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> right. kind of did that That'll to himself then too. <laughs> All right, so most of the guys do it to themselves, the lightning rods. Yeah, I, I do think you're right in that there are some examples of guy. I think when you make the most... See, this will come back to the whole Garrett Cole conversation you and I had in a different way. All right. When you have the expectation, you're expected to perform different and above and beyond. And I think in this case with Kyrie, he's got so much talent, which we know. But he is allowing, or not allowing, he instead is deciding to take his life in a different direction. He believes for the greater good. To me, I think there's no better greater good than standing in front of a camera like he has afforded after every game and speak your piece and speak your mind. And I think that gives you the best platform but we would while yell, you're doing great things. We would yell at him for doing that after every game. You Just can, talk about the game. Yeah, you, you, but there are ways you can do it. Like LeBron James wiggles a lot of different stuff into his, whether they're post-practice press conferences or after games. He, to me, does a very good job of discussing a lot of different, maybe not as much as you want, but he does do it. I think there's a way you can accomplish both. And right now he is choosing because of the vaccine, which he clearly said, I don't, he's not for it or against it. Those are his words. Um, he's choosing the, as he said, greater good over basketball and right it, now. And in there, and I'm sure you'll have uh, cuts later on uh, during the program was, uh, you know, uh, do you really think I don't want to play basketball? Do you yeah. really think I don't want to win championships? Do you really think I want to lose all this money? Because he doesn't, Jerry. No, he doesn't. According to Instagram Live. No, of course not. I mean, this was, 
It was. It really was. It was a very interesting. What I what I listened to. Uh, here's he. He. This is him, and then we'll take a break because we got a big game coming up. Um, where he says he's hearing it from different people all about the cash. Yo, you're gonna lose out on money, and you're gonna lose out on this. Like so, what? It's not about the money, baby. It's not always about the money. It's about choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? Now, Jerry, you once were quoted as saying, cash, cash, give Give me me cash. cash. The only problem with that, he's right, no one wants to lose money. The only issue people will have with that is he is still going to get paid not $100,000, not a million dollars, not even $10 million. He's still going to make $19 million. Which is, Jerry, you would say that's pretty good. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good money. I'd say that's pretty good, Al. What do you think? Jerry, if you could uh, get get that kind of money, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I would scream around for cash all day if hmm. I get that kind of money. <laughs> he also did say, I guess he ended his Instagram uh, live with uh, saying he's not ending his career like this. Jerry. Yeah, he said we it a couple times. Again. Yeah, he said it a few times that he is not retiring. Yeah. It's just a matter of when can he play again. Then. How long did this go on? Do you have any idea how long? I the don't. I, but on? I can tell you this: there yeah. were there were nine long clips in our system. Nice. Most of them about a minute long, which is why I'm up to eighteen already, cutting them down so I can play them at you know fifteen seconds or less. So he spoke for a while, repeated himself a few times, but pretty clear, pretty concise, and you know he got his. Got his point. Across. I might start doing these Instagram lives, like where I re- maybe like when Carton and Roberts are on, I'll critique their show on Instagram Live. That would be tremendous. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> hey, Craig, <laughs> your boy is killing you on Instagram Live right now. I just critique every time they go to break. I'll just critique the previous <laughs> segment. <laughs> that is awesome. I didn't care for what Evan did here, and Craig was a little too over enthusiastic <laughs> in this, uh, sec- this uh, situation. Oh, uh, that is. But just remember, though, you're yeah. now a talk show host too, so be I know. careful. That's what sucks of criticizing. Right. Be careful. Right now, I can't sit up here. It's like when Andrew Marshawn now is doing a you're podcast. Right. Be now careful that it was it the Ivory Tower, is that what we call it? The Ivory Tower podcast? No. No, isn't that the phrase when cool. you say you don't sit in yeah, your don't ivory sit tower? In your ivory tower, yeah. Right, because now you now when you're gonna critique the media, we can go and listen to your podcast and critique and you right bury back. It. Yes, you can. Absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break because coming up on the other side of the break, we call it eighties rocker or eighties NFLer. Plus, we've got a lot more to do. We can hit more on Kyrie too. Um, and a lot going on. Believe it or not, a lot going on in sports, even though it was a pretty quiet night. And then we got Boomer in Geo at 6 on the fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, I like the sound of this. 25 after 5. Kyrie Irving's, well, he spoke. We'll get to all of his sounds coming up later in the morning with Boomer and Geo. But right now on the warm-up show, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what we call what could be the greatest game show on earth. 
as the greatest musical mind that I know of the 20th century, as well as a lover of what he calls 1980s sports, will battle his own knowledge. And what we, this is where the production would come in, because I would say, and what we call, and then Zach would go. Well, that was my 80s music that I was playing. Yeah, I know, but like I need like big, powerful, booming voice to go, 80s rocker. Or 80s NFLer. All right, Jerry. All right, here, are the parameters. here are the parameters. We have a couple of them. Number one, the 80s rocker, I can tell you right now, is not going to be the lead singer of a band because that, to me, would be stupid. It's too easy for you. I would not know them all. You will. All right. So we went to key member of the band. Got it. I don't know if you know them or not. Who cares? We'll it is see. what it is. 80s NFLer, here are the parameters. I took someone off of a team. I specifically used the year 1984. Oh, okay. All right, a little hint there. And here's the other parameter. They were good players. Perfect. I'm going to nail Meaning this. I did not take a running back that had Thank seven you. carries for 33 yards. Thank fair you, Fair enough. That's fair enough. Because otherwise the audience would. The key to this, Jerry, is the audience has to feel like they win some of the uh, answers as well. Well, I figure our audience is relatively old. So if I go back to 1984, Perfect. they should know. I was in the ninth grade, Jerry. Right. Like, this is our time. Yes. So I think this works. So I will give Perfect. you a name. All right. You will tell me 80s rocker or 80s NFLer. I've got, got seven it. of them for you. Are you ready, Al? I am. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Question number one Who is Joey Kramer? Joey Kramer is uh, an 80s rocker. He is. Can you name the band? Is he an Aerosmith? Damn, good job. Yes. Yeah, baby. Al Dukes, one for one. Nice. Here we go. Question number 12. Person number two. Carlos Carson. Hmm. Carlos Carson. Is he yeah. an 80s rocker or an 80s NFLer? I'm going to say Carlos Carson is an 80s rocker. Ah. Carlos Carson, who I got to be honest with you, I never heard of him until I started doing this this morning, which is amazing to me. Chiefs wide receiver. I said 1984. In 1983, though, he led the team with 80 receptions. All right. Well, how they probably we, stunk back then. How do we not? Yeah, but 80 receptions in 1983? It's a good receiver. It's pretty good. All, All right. right, here we go. Good job, Carlos. Person of interest number three, Kevin House. Oh, Buccaneers wide receiver. <laughs> I knew you'd get that one. <laughs> I thought I could kind of sneak that one in. <laughs> it was, uh, I believe Doug Williams used to throw to him. 1984 Buccaneers. That's great. 76 catches. <laughs> was, Kevin pretty, House. That's a great one. That was pretty good. All right, All here right. we go. Person. We got a, we got three more. Four okay. more. Four more. Four more. Person of interest number four. William Gibbons. William Gibbons, everybody. 80s rockers, easy top. Damn, dude. Good job. So, so far, you've only missed a one. Okay. You got ZZ Top guitarist. That is correct. You tricked me there. His name's Billy Gibbons. Yes. You called him William. Well, yes and no. So, if you go to his Wikipedia page, it comes up William Gibbons. Okay. Mostly referred to as Billy. Oh, Listen, you tried to, you tried I, to no, trick no, me. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. When I looked up 80s rock bands mm-hmm. and I saw ZZ Top, I went to members. And I saw that's William. Fair. I saw that's where that's. His, I got it. It's his uh, Wikipedia page. All right, here we go. Person of interest number five. His name is Greg Bell. Greg Bell is a '80s NFLer. For what team? A little smartass. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Greg quite Bell. well here. Greg. Bell. I'll even take a position. Okay, he's a running back. He is. Yeah. Uh, I'm wow. going to say Greg Bell was on the Lions. He was on the Buffalo Bills. Ah. 
and he ran for over 1,200 yards. <laughs> it's unbelievable. These are the type of guys that if they're in like a bar now, they have to go, no, seriously, I ran for 1,200 <laughs> yards. Yeah, you're right. One season. Yeah, you probably had his his, uh, his card. I might have. All right, I've got two more for you oh, here. So far, it. you're, let's see, we did five. You're four and one. Yeah, I'm four and four. So you've already earned yourself a winning record. I've already won, yeah. This is going to be tougher next week because this okay. is too easy. All right, here we go. Question or person of interest number six, Elliot Easton. Uh, 80s rocker, The Cars. God darn. Good job. <laughs> wow, he is five and one and killing it. All right, and person of interest number six. Damn, right. dude. Person of interest number seven, Sib Hashian. Sib Hashian. It's hmm. a very cool name. That's a tough one. I'm going to say he's an uh, 80s NFL era kicker. No, great oh. guess though. I was thinking you would have went something along the lines of the Raiders or something. Okay. Drummer for Boston, oh. Sib oh. Hashian, and that will do it for Five and two. this week's edition of '80s Rocker. All right, or '80s NFLer. Oh, Five Jerry and two. Ellis. Next week, I will pick a different year. Okay, we'll probably move either. I'll either go. 1980, or I'll move later into the decade. We'll see. I like it. But I got to tell you, five and two, I'm quite impressed. And here's why I'm impressed. Joey Kramer, I knew. I don't know why I knew that name, and I would have said the same thing, although I could have said, I could have also seen myself <laughs> saying an NFLer. I did not, I'd never heard of Carlos Carson. I never heard of Kevin House. I never heard of Greg Bell. I never heard of Elliot Easton, William, or Billy Gibbons. And I sure as hell ever heard of Sibahashian. Yeah. I thought you were trying to trick me with the uh, the Kramer because Tommy Kramer was a Viking sure, quarterback. quarterback. No, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to trick you. Who threw that hail mary to Amato shot against the Cleveland Browns? I got to tell you, cool. Five and two. Yeah, I was very, impressive, Jerry. You know what you did right there? What's that? You lived up to the billing. I did because you love your eighty sports. Yes. Now, can we do? I can't do basketball because you don't no. like, you don't like basketball. You just you really don't have any interest in hockey. You could do eighties. Can baseball. I do baseball you could. next week? So yep. maybe we'll alternate weeks. All right. So maybe next week we'll go eighties um, rocker or eighties baseball baseballer. Player. Oh, I probably even do better at baseball. MLB. Beer. I well, I would think so, but yeah. that was actually pretty impressive. All right. So Jerry, also uh, impressive segue. Uh, is this possible Daniel Jones is playing Sunday? It's possible. I'm surprised by it. Why would it could they be do one that? of two things. A, he could feel remarkably better. It's possible. I don't oh, right. know. It's possible. He had a concussion though, right? My yes. My guess would be that they and I don't know this. I would think they do scan him to make sure the activity looks right. They hooked wires to his brain. I would certainly think that. And B, this could also be we're not telling you who's playing quarterback. Oh, so, hey, L.A. Rams, <laughs> get ready for Mike Glennon and Daniel Jones. I don't know. Ooh, the Rams are probably shaking in their boots. I didn't say they were or they weren't. I'm Aaron just... Donald's like, who will I be smashing in the face this weekend? <laughs> I'm just trying to give you why they could be doing this. They are essentially the same quarterback. There is no reason yeah, to Yeah, just throw... Glennon I don't think has the escapability as right. Jones. That's the one difference. But I also think if you're going to run Daniel Jones out there. You can't run him this week, can you? Right. They're not going to be running him all over the place. Coming off a concussion. I personally cannot. Listen, I don't even believe he's going to play. I don't either. I mean, with the way he almost fell down on the field last week, that was scary enough to me to say, look, you're sitting for a couple weeks. Yes. But they do have the best doctors in the world, and I would like to think they're doing their work. But I I don't see it, but we'll see. I don't know. If you were Mike Glennon, he's got a, you know, He's got a large neck, a long neck. Like, he does. Like myself. Yeah. 
that's exposed, Jerry. We heard about Joe Burrow getting good. You want to go for the throat. throat chop? No, 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 I'm saying <laughs> he should wear like that thing that Steve Grogan, the old uh, New England Patriots quarterback, used to wear that you sometimes see linebackers wear that like padding that goes around their neck. You know what that makes you look too? Tough. Yeah. I don't know why. That look is awesome. I agree. And there was also the look. It's a fullback look too. Yeah. Brian Erlacher used to do it too. Yes. He would cut his shirt a little down, make it a little shorter. He had the big shoulder pads on. He would have the thing going around his neck. Like, that looked like a football player to me. Uh, and uh, the, the other guy who lost out to Bo Jackson when he barreled him over, uh, Brian Bosworth. Yes. He had that Seahawks. look also. Cut shirt, big shoulder pads, neck thingy. He, Brian Bosworth was the guy who, who knows, could be an 80s NFLer. One, no, oh, it's too easy. Dominate no, I know, that's too easy. Too easy. Um, he was one. I remember he had such a presence and an image and a brand before we knew about yes. brands. He was a brand. But never re- and I think cuz he got hurt mostly. I'm pretty sure. I remember watching that documentary on him. Right? I think the fact he got hurt, he played in Seattle when Which they weren't help. very good and we and it wasn't like um uh, the internet's uh, running around. And then when he got rolled by Bo Jackson, that kind of took the mystique out. Yeah, no question about it. Bolt him right over, Jerry. That, it was him and oh, who was it? Tony Mandrich. Yes. He was the other one. They also did a documentary on him, or maybe at least a 30 for 30 or something, where he just it just never worked for him. And I think because he got hurt early, if yeah. I remember correctly, and never really worked. He was like, he was a man. I remember he, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in a Packer uniform, I recall uh, reading. Gigantic fella, Jerry. Yeah, no, absolutely. So those like, were the two '80s like draft picks that you remember were built up so much. I mean, yeah. there were more, of course, but those two specifically, I do. All right, we'll take a break. Twenty-five in front of six. We are just rolling through this hour, and then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo top six o'clock right here on the fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boomer and Geo. Well, Arrowsmith on a Thursday. It is uh, coming up on a quarter to six. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. Of course, a lot with Kyrie Irving because of the Instagram video. By the way, not for anything, but Kevin Durant, I believe Kevin Durant, I know James Harden for a fact uh, discussed this. I think uh, Durant did too, but I saw Harden and Steve Nash discussing this. So we'll have audio not only from Kyrie, but we'll also have audio uh, from some of the uh, Bruce Brown, I think, spoke too. So I think this was prior to him releasing the video. So a lot of Kyrie today. Jerry, you got so much audio to be falling out of your ears. Falling out me ears. Falling out of ears in your butt. I said, su- um, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. I've been drinking a lot of water, so it could come out that way too. You never know. You never know. Never audio know. Uh, will ooze its way out of you, Jerry. Um, a couple of... Two, strangely, Jerry, two. Not one. Two Pete Rose-related items on my show sheet today. I saw today. one. There's two. I didn't notice. There's I have two. two. That, yeah, this one didn't make the show sheet. I, I saw it uh, when I came in to do additional. Because he's relevant. <laughs> extra time prep, Jerry. All right. Jerry, there's regular prep. Then there's extra last-minute prep. And When's I found the warm-up show prep? The, the It's all one prep. Got it. 
Uh, but there's extra prep from 4.30 to 5. All right. Where when I'm listening to Sal and then I scroll through Twitters and find other items. Yeah. I'll give you the first one, which was on the actual show sheet. It says uh, Pete Rose, Jerry, ripped into Joey Gallo. Who hasn't? <laughs> but listen to some of the things. Like, just think in this day and age, like, where you got to be careful of everything you say. Yeah. And you don't want to offend. These were the Pete Rose quotes. Oh, I did see this. <laughs> this is this is a little uh, eye-popping. Yeah, this was, uh, uh, he didn't think Joey Gallo, uh, his playoff disappointment, his performance. Playoffs? Pete Rose How about all season? How does someone, this is a Pete Rose quote, how does someone who didn't play every day strike out 213 times? Pete continues, going to classic joke here, Jerry. Ray Charles wouldn't strike out that much. At least he didn't go Helen Keller. Like, he updated it to the (laughs) 70s, Ray Charles. (laughs) It sounds like it's 1985 now with that reference. Jeez. And then this one, Jerry, Pete Rose continues about uh, Joey Gallo's struggles. I just can't imagine striking out 213 times without killing myself. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Come on. He did a blind joke, a suicide joke. In two lines. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, he's also not fair because he does play every day. So that's not Joey Gallo accurate. does. Yeah. yeah he, I, Joey Gallo probably played 150 games this year. So that's not fair. I do agree with you. The strikeouts are ludicrous. There's a lot of strikeouts. But there's a lot of ludicrous. players doing that this nowadays, um, right? Not, not as consistently as he does to the extent that he does. All right. So if I pull up his numbers, I know he has led the league in strikeouts somewhere along the line. He's caught Pete Rose's eye. So Joey Gallo, let's see. So the two, so he referenced 213 strikeouts. Yes. That led the majors. Oh, okay. So maybe he picked him out on purpose. Yeah. I mean, how about this one? Now that's obviously more than one strikeout per game. (laughs) In a 60 game season (laughs) last year with the Rangers, he struck out 80 times. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. He's striking out more than what? Yes, more than you once a, a game, and he's not playing every day. Do you, no, he does play every day. But I mean, he does miss some games, not many. Really? I mean, he played. Uh, so I have it here. He played one fifty three out of one sixty two. That's about as everyday a player as you will get That's in twenty twenty one. Do you remember when the Yankees traded for him? I remember everybody was so excited. Very they got excited. the power bat, short porch, short right porch. field, and I remember telling you, yes, he is going to hit home runs for sure but he is going to drive you insane because his his normal night is going to be one for four, three strikeouts and a home run, you know, 0 for five, three strikeouts and two pop-ups. He's got literally no sacrifice flies, like not zero, but not many. He's a very frustrating player to watch because he can hit these majestic home runs and then just miss the ball by a foot. So he led the league this year with 213. Last year in a 60-game season, he played 57 games last year for the Rangers. 57 games, 79 strikeouts. (laughs) I mean, and this is even better. I mean, I'll give you one more because it's just mind-blowing. In, not going too far back, 2018, he played 148 games, 207 strikeouts. That's a lot. As long as they're swinging strikeouts, I don't mind. If he's well, no, they're mostly out, swinging just, strikeouts for him. Yeah, well, at least he's taking his he, hacks. He he gets his hacks in all right. I don't mind that. I mean, he's had. How about the? I mean, <laughs> this is actually funny. So he had more than double the amount of strikeouts than he had hits this year. He had ninety nine base hits, two hundred and thirteen strikeouts. No wonder why Pete Rose is angry. Pete <laughs> Rose is the 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 hit the hit leader, Jerry. But thirty eight home runs, like that's what people see, and they get mesmerized by the long ball. 
but he will drive you crazy. No, you don't see any more of what Pete Rose did this and Rod Crew did this choking up on the bat. Can uh, you Anth- think of a choke uh, guy yes. who chokes up? Anthony Rizzo, every time. He's a choke-up guy? Yes. Oh. If you watched once in a while, <laughs> you would know that. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo chokes up on the bat. I think really? I could be wrong. I want to say Schwarber does too, but I don't know that. But Anthony Rizzo Sh- chokes up on the bat, yes. Schwarber's a home run hitter. He Rizzo can't be for choking sure. up. So is Rizzo. So is Rizzo. Yeah, but Rizzo they... for sure chokes up on the bat. Really? Lenny Dykstra used to choke up on the bat. He was a big choker. Yes, he was. Choker upper. That is true. Uh, and then the other uh, news story that uh, Pete Rose has uh, come into is uh, Ray Fossey passed away. When? I guess yesterday. Oh, I didn't see that. 74 years old. So I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay. But uh, All-star game. Uh, yeah, this fella, uh, Ben Koo, who runs Awful Announcing, mm-hmm. the website, which I love. I do love their thing. He had uh, screen-grabbed the ESPN story then the headline. And he goes, this, and he, and he tweeted, he goes, this is a crappy thing to do to this guy. Because the headline was, Ray Fossey, comma, bowled over by Pete Rose in the All-Star game dies yeah you know what the problem with that is he's he's not wrong the problem with that is i hear ray, ray fossey and the first thing i yeah. think of is him getting bowled over by pete rose in the all-star game right because the other then he screamed at some other headlines that didn't reference that and yeah. and to be honest i, I didn't know who they were talking about because just be like fossey shortstop fossey dies like who's that oh the guy who got run over yeah. by pete rose i mean that, it's it's a tough one because it is it sounds cruel yeah it's kind of like when they make fun of mike when Mike would, you know, read an obituary or yes. something and then some have, somehow have some backhanded, <laughs> you know, comment. Yes. But it is true. I mean, you think of certain guys for certain moments. You know, Dwight Clark was a hell of a wide receiver. What do we think about him for? The catch. Yeah. So some guys, good or bad, that's why we remember them. Ray Fossey, for whatever reason, that's it. Does Pete Rose go to the funeral? I, I Maybe. Does he dive at the coffin and tries to knock Shut up, Al. <laughs> that now, would be rude. Now you're now you're that being disrespectful. Would be that would be disrespectful. Come on. Ray I would Fossey, think though, if I'm Pete Rose, I think about it. You think about going, right? Yeah, I mean, you're I don't. You're linked. Yeah, I don't know. Then again, you might get spit on if you walked in. Right, right. People might still be angry. Yeah, I don't know. That was when men were men, Jerry, and you can run right into somebody in the All-Star games. Or until Buster Posey got hurt, and then we changed the rules. Oh. Well, so Fossey was the catcher? Yeah. Because P. Rose also got into a fight with Buddy Harrelson, right? Was that an all-star game, too? Or Buddy was that... Harrelson? <laughs> Who's Harrelson? <laughs> Jesus. And I know you know who he is. I know who I he is. I know you do. <laughs> Your pronunciation sometimes. <laughs> Bud Harrelson. What is it? Bud Harrelson. Harrelson. <laughs> Buddy Harrelson. I mean, that sounded Bud more Harrelson. like John Carlson than it did Buddy Harrelson. Bud Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in a uh, regular game, or that was in a some sort of. I don't. Game? I don't. I don't know that. I don't know. Well, this Pete Rose. He's a real go getter. <laughs> he's choking up on. It'll bats. be a great fight, Pete Rose and Ray Knight. <laughs> oh, oh my God! <laughs> First, we let Pete Rose come diving in the third base, and then, then when he, as soon as he pops up, Ray Knight <laughs> punches him in the face. That was so wild! Like watching that thirty for thirty, there were because. Eric Davis just got up from the slide. So it wasn't even like they exchanged words yet. It was just a boom. Something happened, though. (laughs) Something had to have happened in that moment. 
or before it. I don't know. There was no shoving, no I pushing. I don't know. Just a punch to the face. I'd have to go back and watch that game. Speaking of punches to, to have a moment. Yeah. Speaking of seconds. punches to the face, Jerry, evidently, uh, where was this? I saw this. Oh, Evan Engram says that uh, Cowboys J. Ron Kirst yeah, punched, punched him in yeah. the face after Sunday's game. I don't buy that. While they were walking here's off the field. Here's what about J. Ron Kirst. As yeah. Daniel Jones almost fell to the ground as yeah. he was woozy, there was one guy that went to hold him up, and it was J. Ron Kirst. So, so you don't think he punched Evan Engram in the face? No, but maybe a shove or something. He didn't punch him. Evan Engram said, no big deal. It was a, quote, little baby punch. Right, which means it wasn't a punch. And he didn't retaliate because he wants to keep his cash, Jerry. Keep your cash. So, so he's don't buy Irving. It. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. But right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, it's Amy Lawrence talking about the topic and player of the day. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till we get you to the top of the hour. All Kyrie all the time. Also, the Rangers lost last night. Rangers play again tonight. The Islanders with their season opener tonight. Boomer's in a great mood, uh, and he'll be here in about 90 seconds. Jerry, I see that uh, Joe Burrow is on a voice rest this week, which means he can't talk. So how does he bark out the signals of practice? That's what, Exactly, and then mm. what happens game time? I don't know. They go silent count. Silent count, Jerry. <laughs> the one good thing is, though, like, I don't know if Joe Burrow's married. He's got a longtime girlfriend. What's it? Can't talk. Can't talk. Your wife calls. Can't pick up. <laughs> Joe Barrow? You, you, you better answer the texting, though. All right. <laughs> this is right up your alley. You know, text yeah, Gina. I, I can't talk. I can't. My throat hurts. <laughs> I like, can't. So why, why is this different than any other weekend? <laughs> I can't so I could text. <laughs> I could text, but my fingers also hurt, and I've got to be holding the ball <laughs> so on Sunday, taking snaps, Jerry. Yeah, so he's in the clear then. Yeah, he's playing. Good. Well, Joe good Barrow? Friend. Joe Barrow. Well, why not say that? You've butchered every other name today. <laughs> That's not true. You missed it, Eddie. You were out. But, he called Buddy Harrelson Bud, Bud Harrelson. Harrelson. <laughs> That's, some people say Bud Harrelson for sure. No one no calls one him says. Harrelson. It's Buddy Harrelson. You want to call him Bud? That's fine, but it's Harrelson. I do call him Bud. Right, that's fine. It's not Harlson. Buddy Harlson. No, no, no. That's not a that's not a real person. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1 New York. An Odyssey station.